Welcome to the Korea Pro Podcast. I'm your host, Chongming Kim, the Editorial Director of Korea Pro. And I'm John Lee, the Editor of Korea Pro. Join us for our weekly 15-minute conversation as we dive deep into the most pressing stories shaping South Korea and dissect the most complicated ones for you. From politics to culture, technology to society, we've got you covered. We'll bring you insights, analysis, and expert perspectives to keep you informed and in the loop so that you can stay ahead of the curve and never be sidelined again. So get ready for a fresh perspective in South Korea's news. This is a Korea Pro Podcast. We have two weeks left now until the end of year. And this week, the most interesting story, honestly, was domestic politics. A lot of things have happened. The top story, I guess, just from today, is Justice Minister Han Dong-hoon, which is the Korean um, older women's favorite potential presidential candidate and very young minister. He resigned. Yes, he did. And he resigned because he wants to now uh, head the People Power Party. Head the People Power Party, but this is not a a formal um, leadership, isn't it? No, it is not formal. Uh, the last formal leader decided to call it up and quits and go home. And so Han Dong-un is now going to be, shall we say, the interim leader? Yeah, of he's an interim leader now. What's the challenges that Han has to be facing, like starting tomorrow, I guess? Well, he had a really good day today. As we saw in the news, he was... Right, he was practically skipping. He was floating on cloud nine. Yeah, he <laughs> looked like the happiest boy in the world. Right, uh, there were a lot of a lot of agendas that Justice Minister Rule had to handle, but now he's off that. Um, now he gets to uh, join the party. Mm. And unfortunately for him, I don't think that his, things are going to get be- better. I think today's going to be the happiest day and things <laughs> are going to go downhill pretty fast. Right, when I mentioned this morning when I said, oh, he looks happy, John said, well, give him a day. <laughs> And that is true because, um, you know, so far the only people who hated him were from the Democratic Party. But now he's going to have enemies from within from within his own party. There were people who disagreed with uh, choosing him to lead the party. And now they're going to come up with their knives. Like, for example, Daegu Mayor Hong Junpyo, who is technically not in the parliament, but he's a Daegu mayor. But he is still one of the sages or the elders, or so they call it. He was also the party's leader in the past. Right, and he was presidential candidate multiple times. Yes, um, he was. And he said that now that Han Dong-hoon, who he considers as directly obeying uh, President Yoon Seok-yeo, he won't be commenting on party politics anymore. Exactly. Um, Han Dong-hoon has been Yoon, uh, Yoon's right-hand man since day one. Mm. And so there's too much talk Prosecutor about... Prosecutor Hubei. Exactly. And so there's a lot of uh, speculation that he is going to be a direct line to the president, mm. that the party will now no longer be independent from the executive. Exactly. That's what That was Hong's point, right? Exactly. And I'm not surprised to hear that. And I, and I wouldn't be surprised if um, other people in the People Power Party will continue saying that. Um, but, but Kim Gi-hyun, the former uh, party leader's resignation, I sort of missed that during vacation. But what ha- what exactly happened there? Well, there were a lot of things that snowballed over time. There was a Kangsa Ward election, which... Mm. Uh, Democratic the, Party won. The, in a landslide. Uh-huh. And a lot of it was because Kim Gi-hyun chose uh, the candidate for that election mm. that a lot of people just did not want. And he had to take a lot of responsibility for it. Mm. And beyond that, of course, there were also poll numbers that just kept on falling for the president. Mm. So it sort of was like this classic Korean politics thing where you take responsibility by resigning from your very well-paying job. 
from your very well-paying job that he has uh, that he had held for only nine months. Right, that's pretty short for a party leader compared to uh, someone like Yi Jae-myung of the Democratic Party, despite all the controversies. Just quickly, what's next for people like Kim Gi-hyun? Well, um, this is a bit of a guess, but there is a good possibility that he might be joining Yi Jun-suk's new party mm. if he ever does uh, start to create one. Uh, but yeah, um, he's pretty much homeless at the moment, so <laughs> Lee Jun-suk might be the guy that he runs to. Right. Well, they sort of hate each other, but then during election season, you always see these people who hate each other becoming alliances out of nowhere, and then you won't be surprised politics does make us very strange bedfellows. Right, and speaking of which, we have seen for weeks that um, there's a possibility that the Democratic Party's um, so-called insider for decades, Inagyan, former uh, Moon's prime minister, was it? He was the prime minister under Moon, and he was also the Democratic Party leader once upon a time. He kept talking about or hinting at um, siding with Lee Jun-suk at one point. It seems like that's not happening. But what's what's going on there? Because he keeps saying that he might be able to create a new party, and he gave this ultimatum until the end of year for the Democratic Party to kick out Lee Jae-myung. Yeah, and you just asked the question, what's going on there? And to be honest, I'm not quite sure. Uh, <laughs> Lee Gyun, he doesn't have any friends. He doesn't have the money. He doesn't have not any, any friends. There are a few who voted for Lee Jae Myung's arrest. Yes, there are a few, but they're not exactly trying to bolt from the party at any time soon. Right? They wouldn't give up their seats. We all know what happens to third parties when they try to run against the exactly. major parties. So unless you're Kim Dae Jung. Unless you're Kim Dae Jung, but you know they're not Kim Dae Jung. Hmm. And I just don't understand what he is thinking. Hmm. Will any of these political dynamics that's going on in the PPP and the P, uh, DP uh, in the past few weeks, any implications for foreign businesses or um, diplomats here? Uh, it's doubtful if it will affect uh, any foreign uh, business community members. Uh, this is all very local domestic politics. Right. I guess my my point of bringing this issue up would be just know who's whose friend and who's who's like who hates whom when you're inviting someone to a networking party, for example, for the year end. Sure. If you're going to invite people, don't invite Inagyeon and Lee Jun-suk to the same party because as much as they've been flirting with the idea of uh, joining the same party, they are never going to do that. Or do... And let us know the details of how it goes. And prove me wrong. <laughs> and speaking of politics, uh, let's talk about budget. It was a big news yesterday. The We won't talk about numbers because it's boring. Uh, but the passing of the budget itself is quite significant, considering how the two parties have been fighting over everything so far. It seems like there were some negotiations and some compromises between the two. What were the main ones? Well, the biggest one that uh, that really st- uh, stuck out was the R&D budget. Mm, this actually really influences businesses here right. and abroad. Uh, when Yoon first proposed his budget at the end of August, uh, he slashed the R&D budget. And research this and research and development and research and development usually means for semiconductors. Exactly. And so um, the Democratic Party called this a reckless move. Mm. And judging from the compromise deal that they came up with, it appears that there was might have been some people from within the ruling party who also did not agree with Yoon's position. Right. At first, many of them were like, oh, this is a good um, policy and a good budget proposal. We have to pass it because they, it's the tradition for them to do that. But then after the budget passed, uh, there was a statement from the highest ranking PPP lawmaker today, which is a deputy speaker of the National Assembly. He actually, reading between the lines, he was saying that we actually thought that that was not such a good idea cutting the R&D but I could read between the lines by 
um, seeing him say that it's very important to um, implement the R&D budget throughout the year. It was a very polite way of saying to the president, no. Yeah, exactly. And Justice Minister Han Dong-un, uh, back to uh, his resignation, uh, this marks the 10th minister in the past few weeks who are going to be replaced and announced that they will be resigning, right? Do we know anyone who might pot- uh, potentially replace Han Dong-un in the Justice Ministry? It's unclear. There were a few names in the Seoul Gogom, which is Seoul um, High Prosecutor's Office, so it will probably be a prosecutor, but Another there were a couple of names, yeah. But it seems like they are considering multiple people at the same time, and it's not confirmed, so we'll have to wait a little bit on that. But other ministerial positions, nine ministerial positions, they either were already nominated um, or we know who is it's going to be. Yeah. For example, uh, Cho Taeyeol and Cho Taeyong, the two Chos. Um, Cho Tez. Yeah, the Cho Tez. Yes, <laughs> uh, Cho Taeyong. Yeah, well, he was the former uh, South Korean ambassador to the U.S. and the incumbent national security uh, advisor. Mm. He will be heading the NIS, the mm. National Intelligence. A lot Service. of people thought he will head the foreign minister job, but Both apparently of us not. Did too. Right, but Cho Taeyeol, he's interesting. Oh yeah, uh, Cho Taeyeol, well, he was a former uh, UN ambassador. Mm. And he, I believe he served in that position under the Moon administration. Mm. He's a career diplomat and it sort of aligns well with a lot of focus from the UN administration next year and a lot of legwork they have to do in the you know, international organization arenas next year, right? Oh yeah, and I remember uh, reading from way back in the day in an NK News uh, feature about him where he actually said that uh, uh, the North Koreans were being childish or reckless. Mm. And so that kind of uh, rhetoric will go down really well with the presidential office. Well, it's they would love him. Oh I, wait, I the know. word was pathetic. Uh, pathetic. <laughs> I agree. Um, and other ministers that we don't know who are being replaced or not? Uh, I'm not quite sure. Uh, I know that Won Yu-ryong was going to... Land minister. The land minister. Uh, he quit because he plans to run for the National Assembly, but I don't know who's going to replace him. Mm. But the thing is, whoever replaces all of these outgoing ministers, they are going to have to go through a heck of a confirmation hearing. A confirmation hearings are one of a kind in South Korea. If there are any listeners outside Korea who sees anything similar, please let me know because um, South Korean hearings mostly 90% almost, I always monitor them live stream uh, live and they are mostly about moralities and their families and whether they were bullies or plagiarized or so on and so forth or, or shopper or golfer. Years ago, there was a... Uh, confirmation hearing where a nominee was uh, questioned regarding his old school records because a teacher had apparently written in a school record that the that the boy when he was a boy uh, had a tendency to disrupt the classroom. School record from how many years ago? Fifty years ago. Well, that's quite an effort. To be uh, fair, yeah. <laughs> to find something from 50 years ago. But that's South Korean confirmation hearings in a nutshell, actually. Yeah. And if it's not that, it's about your children bullying other kids at school. Do you know why this trend sort of goes on like this? Well, there are conflicting ideas as to why that might be the case. Some people might say it's just age-old Korean Confucianism. Or mm. some people might say that it has to do with uh, perhaps overlapping politics mm. uh, resulting in this kind of uh, uh, character assassination devices. But uh, 
really, uh, I think it requires uh, much more analysis. Yeah, I, I also hope there's a more dedicated and ongoing surveys on this. We actually had a day-long debate between John and me on why confirmation hearings are like that. Um, it could be because voters are just moved by certain sentiments. Just for the record, I won the debate. <laughs> you did? She will disagree. <laughs> Well, you will see more in like one of the today's analyses, actually, right by Hyunjin Yo. Yes, it is. Unlock the full Career Pro experience by joining our community and taking advantage of our Black Friday deal and friend referral program. Stay informed, stay ahead, and never miss a beat in Korean affairs that matter. Subscribe today and transform the way you understand Korea. Week ahead, happy holidays, everyone. Merry Christmas. Uh, there are the most important thing next week will be Korea Pro year-end special features. We have a lot of them lined up. Please read them. They're great. Um, and we're also doing top 10 worst and best moments for South Korea from international observers to get your votes in. And there's going to be a lot of material. And also, like we mentioned, confirmation hearings. It will start, I guess, part of them will start. Next. Are there anything that started already? Uh, I don't think so. I think it's gonna be a ha- uh, it's gonna wait until the new year. Right, because next week it's plenary session is the most important thing in the National Assembly. So really, for diplomats or business leaders, there won't be much to monitor next week in the Parliament. Although most of you will probably be on vacation, anyways. And although next week is not the not next year, it will be a final business day of the year, which means there will be more final few data that's coming out from the finance ministry as well. Anything else I'm missing? Um, make sure that you update your uh, New Year resolutions. <laughs> What's your New Year's resolution? I don't do such things because I always break them anyway. <laughs> That's the point of New Year's resolution, like for everybody and for politicians as well, apparently. Um, and next week is also the ultimatum that uh, Inagyan gave for the Democratic Party leader to quit. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> we'll wait for that. And that's a wrap. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed today's discussion. If you want to know more, sign up for our daily executive briefings that will give you all the most important news of the day in a succinct manner in your inboxes. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast for your weekly dose of insight. And until next time, I'm Jungmin Kim. And I'm John Lee. Stay connected, stay informed, and we'll see you next week on the Korea Pro Podcast.